What the heck am I supposed to put in the email subject line? You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Amp Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of VoiceSam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, thank you for leaving your reviews wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. Remember that you can subscribe and leave reviews on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And of course, you can listen to episodes anytime at VOpreneur.com. I'm Mark Scott, and this week we are going to talk about a really fascinating subject, subject lines. I get asked about email subject lines all the time. And the reality is, it's still one of those aspects of marketing that I haven't fully mastered because there are so many different elements that go into it. But I do think that there are certain things that you can do to make subject lines more effective. It honestly is the most common question that I get asked with regards to email marketing, even more so than what do I put in the email itself? People seem to mostly have that figured out or they think they do, but the subject line is something that everybody struggles with. And the reality is that your subject line, it really is the gateway. So according to research from email marketing firm Optin Monster, 69% of email recipients report making a decision about an email based solely on the subject line. So in other words, basically two thirds of the emails that you send are getting judged before the recipient ever decides to make it to the content. Before they open that email, as soon as they see that subject line appear on their phone, which chances are that's where they're seeing the subject line appear, they are deciding, am I gonna read it? Am I gonna delete it? Am I gonna spam it? Am I gonna file it for later? We've all heard the saying that you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Basically, that's what we're talking about here. Your subject line is the first impression. And if you don't make a good one, your email is not going to get read. And that's the bottom line. So then the question becomes, what does make an effective subject line? Well, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Don't we all wish that we knew what the answer was to that? I don't think that there is one magical answer. I don't think that there is one magical subject line. There are so many different things that I do in the course of sending all of my marketing emails to test different subject lines, different ideas that I have, different theories, different things that I've learned, different things that I've read. And I also think that it's one of those ever-evolving things. I think, you know, what worked in subject lines two years ago or three years ago doesn't necessarily work in subject lines today, which makes this so much easier, right? I know. Like, thanks for reducing all of my stress, Mark. Sorry. What I want to do today, though, is give you a few different tips that I have picked up 
And this is from my own research and from some of the things that I'm conducting and testing with some of the subject lines that I'm writing as well. So hopefully these are going to help you to get your emails opened. You're a voice actor, which means you are a naturally creative individual, right? So here's your opportunity to put that creativity to use. And we're going to get people to read your emails. You're going to come up with some winners. You're going to come up with some duds. Don't sweat it. Track the data. Pay attention to what's working, what not, what's not working. Pay attention to the emails that are getting read and responded to and the ones that aren't, because that is always going to give you a little bit of an indication of how you're doing. But definitely pay attention to the data and bank the winners and toss the duds. And when all else fails, you use the subject line, professional voice actor. And maybe you think I'm kidding, but I'm actually not. And for some of you, maybe that's as far as you're going to listen into this episode. You're just going to start sending out all of your emails with professional voice actor. Whatever you do, though, you can't let the subject line paralyze you. And I think that it really does become an excuse. It becomes a crutch for people. I don't know what to put in the subject line. And so then you file it away because you're going to think about it. But the problem is you don't ever think about it or you think about it, but you don't ever come up with it. And so ultimately you end up doing nothing and not sending an email. That is not going to work because even a dud subject line has a better chance of being opened and read than the email that never even makes it into your send folder. So keep that in mind, right? You've got to do something. Some marketing is better than no marketing. So with that in mind, let me give you a few different suggestions for how you might want to compose subject lines to try and get your emails open. The first one is curiosity. So the idea here is using this approach to intrigue your recipient into wanting to see more. As humans, we are naturally curious individuals and we want to know the whole story. You've probably seen this in marketing headlines, in newspaper headlines, magazine headlines, like to try to get you to click through to a blog or to an article or click through on an ad. You've seen them use curiosity. Well, this can work in your subject lines as well. Give them part of the story in the subject line and maybe they're going to be inclined to open the email because they want to get the rest of the story. So an example of this approach would be asking a question in the subject line and then providing the answer in the actual email message. And some other strategies that kind of connect back to curiosity would be promise something interesting or lead with something unusual. The bottom line, if you're going to use curiosity and use this technique, is you want to say something that makes them want to know more. You want to say something that makes them want to know more. Get their brain triggered. Spark them. Make them curious. Number two on the list is being funny. We all love to laugh when it comes to marketing emails. Funny subject lines, though, those can sometimes be a little bit harder to come up with, and maybe they're not always appropriate. So you got to keep yourself open to the opportunities. That said, if you're not naturally funny, please do us all a favor and don't try to be funny. There's nothing worse than somebody who is not funny trying to be funny, which is actually very unfunny, and then it makes it very awkward for everybody else who's participating in that conversation. It's going to backfire on you. But look for triggers to humor. 
Something the lead shared on their website or in one of their social media accounts that made you smile or laugh could open the door to an idea for a funny subject line. Maybe you already have a little bit of a personal connection or personal relationship with this person because at the end of the day, what is marketing? Marketing is all about building relationships. But if you can find a way to genuinely make someone laugh, chances are they are going to keep reading. And so that's something that you want to keep in mind as you're writing your subject lines. Next up on the list is vanity. Now, this is probably going to sound awful, but the fact of the matter is that it works. Play to their own sense of vanity and pride. Use an accomplishment they've shared and you've learned about as a subject line. So, for example, you're on a production company's website. You've been scrolling through, trying to read and learn a little bit more about them, and you find out that they are a multi-award winner. That's your vanity subject line. Mention the award. They're going to want to see what the email is about because they're going to want to read what you're saying to them. That almost creates a little bit of curiosity along with the vanity. So look for accomplishments. If they talk about the fact that they've created a thousand videos, or if they talk about the fact that they've worked with 25 Fortune 500 brands, whatever it is, something that plays a little bit to their vanity. And this is going to accomplish a few things because it's also going to show that, hey, you know what? You've taken the time to get on their website, to read a little bit about them, to learn a little bit about them. And this is not just some generic email that is going out. So the bottom line for vanity subject lines Ego strokes make us all feel good. Whether you want to admit it or not, ego strokes make us all feel good. As we talk about marketing and we talk about email marketing in particular and putting together those subject lines and trying to get those emails open, there's probably some of you that are not even sure where to start with all of this because the whole idea of marketing stresses you out. You just want to be in the booth. You just want to be recording. Maybe have your agents send you jobs or... Maybe have the casting site send you opportunities, but when that's not happening, you realize that, you know what? I'm gonna have to go out and find some jobs for myself. I'm gonna have to go out and create some opportunities for myself. And that means that you are going to have to learn how to be a really great marketer. I have established myself with a reputation for being a really great marketer, but here's a little secret that maybe you don't know. Not that many years ago, I was a horrible marketer. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I did everything wrong. I made every single mistake that I now teach other voice actors to avoid. I'm able to teach you how to avoid those mistakes because I made all of those mistakes. And I learned. I learned through courses, through podcasts, through books, through conferences, through mentors, people who are so much smarter than me. And I took all of the information that they gave me and that helped me to become a better marketer. And now all of that information has been compiled into the voiceover marketing playbook, which is my flagship marketing program. Basically, it takes four or five years of my marketing education, all of the mistakes, all of the lessons learned, and it condenses it down into a five-hour video course that gives you actionable, practical advice. This is what to do. This is how to do it. This is what to say. This is what works. I'll take five years out of your learning curve when you sign up for the voiceover marketing playbook because you're going to be able to watch this course and you're going to know everything that I know and everything that I am doing in my own voiceover business, which has made me successful. 
The voiceover marketing playbook is going to be available September 10th through 19th, 2019. And that's the final time that it will be available this year. So you are going to have to make a decision whether or not you want to get in. All of the details are going to be available at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That is voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Again, it's going to be available from September 10th through the 19th. I would love to have the opportunity to work with you personally to help you develop the marketing plan that is going to make you succeed in your voiceover business. September 10th through 19th, voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now back to our show. If you have paid attention to anything that I have shared over the years, whether that is through blog articles, podcasts, uh, free advice Fridays and, and posts on social media, through other forms of content that I've shared, speaking at conferences, doing training, participating in webinars, whatever. If you've paid attention to anything that I have talked about in marketing, you'll know that Marketing is about providing solutions to problems. A really effective subject line can be a pain point. At the end of the day, a problem is a pain point. So that is to say that if you can identify what is causing your lead pain and speak directly to that pain point, they're more likely to listen to what you have to say people are looking for solutions to problems. If you know of a specific problem that you can provide the solution for and you can address that directly in the subject line, chances are they're much more likely to read your email. And again, this one can also tie back to vanity. You're talking about them, their problems, the solution to their problems. And this can also hit on curiosity because you're going to intrigue them. Wait a minute. I, I, I identify with that problem. I want to know what they have to say about that problem. I want to know about the solution that they have to offer that problem. So you can see how some of these different things tie together and they aren't necessarily exclusive. Maybe you can tie in a couple of these different points in writing an effective subject line. So the bottom line for pain points, hit the pain point in the subject, provide your solution in the message. And the final tip that I want to offer on this one is to personalize. I cannot stress this enough. Once upon a time, email marketing used to be about writing a very generic email, collecting as many email addresses as possible, and then firing off that very generic email to as many email addresses as possible, hoping that it would stick. It, kind of a law of averages thing. If I send this email to enough people, ultimately, some of them are going to get back to me is basically the strategy that went into it. And that does not work in email marketing in 2019. You have to find ways to personalize your email. You have to find ways to personalize all of your messaging. You have to find ways to make those personal connections and establish those relationships. And it works in the subject line too. You can never go wrong with the personalized subject line because it proves to the reader that you aren't just sending them a generic marketing form letter. Nobody wants to read those anymore. Nobody's going to read those anymore. So again, this is where doing a little bit of research is going to come into play. You're going to jump onto their website. You're going to jump onto their social media, and you're going to be looking for triggers. You could use a tagline. 
You could use a subject line that speaks directly to a service that they offer. You could grab something directly from their about page. You could reference a quote that they shared on Instagram. Dig in a little bit and you are bound to find something that is going to work. And when you use that element of personalization, you are so much more likely to get your email opened because it shows that you took the time. The bottom line on personalizing is to prove to them that you did a little bit of research and this isn't just another generic letter. Now, there are a couple of other things that I want to mention as we talk about subject lines. So let's briefly recap the five different things that we've just discussed. First of all, curiosity. Bottom line, say something that makes them want to know more. Be funny. Bottom line, if you can genuinely make them laugh, they're going to keep reading. Vanity. Bottom line, ego strokes make us all feel good. Find a way to speak to their ego. Pain points. Bottom line, hit the pain point in the subject. Provide your solution in the message. Personalize. Bottom line, prove to them that you did a little bit of research and that this isn't just a generic email. So those are the five things that I want you to take into consideration as you are writing your subject lines. There's one other point that I think is really important. Where do the vast majority of us read our emails now? For the most part, we're checking our emails on our phones. Now, maybe that's not necessarily where we're responding to emails. Maybe ultimately we sit down at a laptop or a desktop computer. But the vast majority of us and the vast majority of the people that you're reaching out to are checking their emails on their phones, their mobile devices. So as you are thinking about subject lines and as you are thinking about all of these different factors and what you're going to use to write subject lines that are going to get emails opened, you need to take into consideration that people are reading these emails and by extension, they are reading these subject lines on their phone. So shorter subject lines tend to be a little bit more effective because when the whole subject line can appear on a mobile device, it is going to tell that whole story of that subject line. Whereas if you write a really long subject line that doesn't completely appear on a mobile device, it's much more likely to get passed off. I'll deal with it later. I'll read it later. I'll look at it later. And what happens when we do that? Usually, later doesn't come because we forget. So as you're putting together your emails, make sure that you are keeping that in mind and that you are writing subject lines that are mobile-friendly and that are going to appear on your browsers. Now, one of the things that I would suggest is doing a little bit of A-B testing. Maybe you're going to come up with three different subject lines. Maybe you're going to take the information that you've gathered from this podcast. You're going to come up with three different ideas for three different types of subject lines. And you're going to send out a test. You're going to do over the next month, let's say you're going to send out, I don't know, 200 emails. And so you're going to do those 200 emails, a third of them with subject line A, a third of them with subject line B, a third of them with subject line C. And at the end of the month, after you've sent out all of those 200 emails, take a look back. Follow the data. Did one get open more than another? Did all three of them seem to work about the same? Did one really, really do well? One really, really didn't do well. And one was just kind of, nah. Pay attention. That's where having a CRM is going to come into play. A really good CRM is going to allow you to track open rates. So, for example, if you're using Nimble, you're going to be able to track your emails. You're going to be able to tell whether or not they're getting opened. 
So you have more to measure than just whether or not somebody actually responded. Whether or not somebody actually responded, that probably speaks more to the content of your actual email. But getting the email opened is going to be a direct result of the subject line that you write. And so that is how you're going to track the data on that one. At the end of the day, as I mentioned, I don't really think there is one magical subject line. It's something that I'm still constantly experimenting with. I've experimented with doing subject lines in regular case, you know, with capitals and lowercase letters. I've experimented with doing subject lines all in lowercase. I've experimented with long subject lines, with short subject lines. I've experimented with emojis in subject lines. I've tried all kinds of different stuff. Always trying to see what's working better than the other. Here's one final suggestion for you as well. You are being marketed to every single day. So check your inbox. How many marketing emails appear in your inbox on a daily basis? And I'm talking marketing emails from organizations, from coaches, you know, guys like me, marketing emails from the brands that you follow, you know, Home Depot, JCPenney, Macy's, Nike, whatever, the sports teams that you are following, the blogs that you are following. What are the subject lines that get your attention? What are the subject lines that trigger you? What are the subject lines that you say, hey, I want to see what the rest of this email is about? Because if you can pay attention to that information as well, that is all free data that is right there in your own inbox. And as you analyze that and then run those subject lines through the filters that we talked about, maybe that's going to give you an indication of how you should be writing your subject lines. Which ones work for you? Are they subject lines that spark curiosity? Are they subject lines that make you laugh? Are they subject lines that speak to your vanity? Are they subject lines that highlight your pain points? Are they subject lines that have been personalized? So run the subject lines in your own inbox that intrigue you through those filters and then use that information as a tool for writing subject lines for the emails that you are sending out. And like I said, if all else fails, just go ahead and put professional voice actor because any marketing email that is sent is more effective than a marketing email that doesn't get sent. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceAm player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of VoiceAm for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com. <laughs>